We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Welcome to the Big Cat Chat podcast for season 2023. I'm your host, Jack Martin, and I'm joined by a special guest today, Johnny Lou or John Lewis on Twitter. How are you, mate? Hiya, Jack. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Flew in especially for this. In case you listeners can't tell, I'm the English one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So just before we get started, I just thought I'd update everyone on something. Um... Nat is still part of the show. She just won't be here for the first little period. Uh, she's got a lot of stuff going on, getting married very soon. And I understand she's working day and night planning it. And she would have felt bad um, committing to the first part of the season because she would probably have to pull out at the last minute every other week. So she will be back soon. But until then, you just have to put up with me. Yeah, don't worry, right. I'm not replacing her. No, still, no. You'll still have Nat. <laughs> <laughs> won't, be replacing a, won't be replacing Nat with a pom, don't worry about that. No, we'd never do that. <laughs> nah, it'd be an insult. Nah. <laughs> so, John, you Hello. are in a very special scenario right now. Because you are yeah, both very special. A, well, yeah, you are both a St. Helens and a Penrith supporter. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really good position to be in at this time of uh this time of my rugby league following. Um, yeah. So yeah, well, I started following Penrith in twenty thirteen, so back when they were uh, an average side, and now they are the best side in the NRL. I think everyone can agree on that. And um, and yeah, and I've been following Saints since I was a little kid. All the way up through the Darren Albert era, the Jamie Lyons, all the way through to the Chris Flannerys, the Tony Puller tours of the world, former Penrith. And uh, obviously, that's when I started following Penrith was when we actually signed Luke Walsh and Mossy Masoy because I was starting getting into the NRL and I was like, I need a team to uh, support. So I picked the Panthers and now I support the two best teams in well both both hemispheres so it's a good position to be in and a strange position for this game but blood's thicker than water i'm afraid so we're enemies we're enemies jack yeah until, it's been, until, until sunday <laughs> it's been it's been very funny seeing your twitter because normally you're very pro panthers but this week like uh, when the team list came out you're like talking. You're, yeah you're like let's go so let's get it done boys and like I've never seen oh, this side of you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I can't blame I'm... you for that. Nah. I even sent you and Nat a tweet. I was like, listen, we're not friends. Yeah, yeah, we're enemies. This <laughs> we're week. not friends till Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I was like, we, we can pick this up again after Sunday. So okay. well, we would okay, Premier. You and I were trying to do the same thing for your podcast with the World Cup, but England shit the bed, so we couldn't exactly do it then. Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> that was really bad timing. I was like, that was like, oh yeah, we'll we'll probably beat Samoa, so I'll I'll plan to get Jack in for the final, a nice England Australia final. And uh, Sean Wayne messed that up. You can listen to that podcast because I had a good solid rant about Sean Wayne for a little bit, and then the review came out this week. Yeah, this is this is a little bit off topic, but the review came out was it this week or last week saying uh basically Sean Wayne's fine. He's he's done nothing wrong, he's a coach leading them forward. <laughs> so that's pissed me off. <laughs> for um for NRL fans who don't know too much about Sean Wayne, think of like Anthony Griffin. <laughs> and then you've yeah. kind of got your answer. Oh, so well, it's one of them, it's like um Bingy was ah, oh, who was it? No, it, it was a what's it? What's his name? Oh, Matthew Elliott. Oh, Matthew For, Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. So Matthew Elliott won a Super League with Bradford, didn't he? Yeah. Was it in the ninety ninety seven? No. Ninety eight was it? And uh, yeah, something like that around that era. And uh, and I was just like, it, it, it's sometimes not hard for a average coach. To win Super League, I mean, we've had Nathan Browns do that, and it's like yeah, that's Sean true. Wayne, I think proven proven at the World Cup with his loyalty to Mickey McAlorum that he's he sometimes <laughs> makes the wrong decisions. So anyway, that that's that that was a topic in November. This isn't this isn't November. <laughs> yeah. This is the World Cup we're challenge. On, we're we're on positive things now. <laughs> yeah, we're on positive vibes. Positive vibes. Yeah. No no negativity this time. No. <laughs> oh yeah all good all good i'm in a good position good position this time with saints and penrith yeah forget about the uh forget about the red uh blue and white of england i was going to say red and white and think of the red and white saints but they even messed that up oh they changed the colors yeah <laughs> yeah i was i was going to do a nice little link into saints then and they messed that up as well so hey ho <laughs> That's all right. You wore blue last weekend, so. Yeah, true. Well, yeah. we look more like the New South Wales Blues than the New South Wales Blues. Yes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So, both of our teams had a trial game last weekend. Um, we St. did. Helens, St. Helens with a, what, 30 to 18 victory? Over St. George yeah, against, down in against a Yeah, against a youthful St. George Laura side as well. <laughs> um Yeah. Are we starting on the Saints game? Or are we going for yeah, Penrith? We'll, yeah, we'll start Which with them. Yeah, we'll start with Saints. All right, okay. So um this game was a was uh, it started off very, very good for Saints. I thought of, oh I, I kinda peaked too soon because about when we went 12 nil up, I put on Twitter, uh, we are effing class. Ha 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 ha. And then um, the next 25 minutes was awful. Um, I think we had something like 6% possession in a 15 minute period. Um, and it was like, I, I was just watching the game and I went to dad, what are we doing? What are we doing? I was like, if we do this next week, 
we will concede about seven or eight tries in this period. I was like, uh, I wasn't impressed at that point. Um, in when you compare it to the first fifteen minutes, but um, yeah, it was a really strange game. But and like I, I seen a lot on Twitter about like the uh, a lot of NRL Twitter going, um especially St. George's fans going like, oh, this is only our third team. St. Ellen's are nothing. What's this, that, and the other? And I think they also forget that the last 20 minutes of the game, we also had about, I think we had three lads out there that had made one appearance for the club or two appearances for the club. We had T. Ritson making his debut for the club. He was playing championship, which is like not even New South Wales Cup level. Um over here at the end of the game. I think it was a good run out for Saints. Um, did you watch the game? I didn't actually get to watch much of it because I was at the Penrith game and I hung around oh, for a bit yeah, after. Yeah, and I got dinner after. Um, I watched yeah. like the extended highlights when I got home. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it was it was I definitely thought that there were it was a very like back and forth type of game where like yeah the score wasn't exactly back and forth because like St Helens were kind of just in the lead the entire game but like the momentum really shifted on occasions and it felt like the Dragons just couldn't quite punish St Helens um yeah there was but there was a lot of yeah but how how much of that do you reckon was like the heat as well like first game in that weather there's been a lot of um, talk about this, especially in the Aussie press about like the weather and stuff. And I think you've got to realize that Saints have played in games that have been 40 degrees heat. I mean, Wembley 2020 or yeah, Wembley 2020 and 20, yeah. sorry, 2021 and Wembley 2019 were both around the 37 degrees, 40 degrees oh, level. Because that was that heat wave, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, for both them games. Right. And then also we play in we play in Perpignan every year. Um last year I think it peaked at like thirty-six. And then we played Toulouse last year where it was like thirty-two. So it, I wouldn't necessarily say the heat was as big of a factor. I think a lot of it is um obviously it's your first major test of the season for them. Um you've also got like factors where it, it was a trial game, so you were trying different things. Like, there's no... And also, we got the Joe Batchelor injury pretty early on, which was a big loss for us because he's a big part of how we play. Um, I don't know how many Aussie fans watch Super League and watch Saints, but Joe Batchelor is a massive cog in our system. Um, when he went off, Curtis Tyrion came on and he played sublime. There's absolutely no question about that. He was easily man of the match for me. But it's one of them games where you had Johnny Lomax and I'm glad he had that game because I didn't think he was Johnny Lomax that game. He he didn't play the way he normally plays. He was very he was making simple errors and it's not like him. It was very out of character. So I'm kind of glad he had that game against St. George. So hopefully on Saturday, he's back to the Johnny Lomax we know and love. Um, 
because he is easily easily our well, he's our main man. He's our playmaker, really. He's the one that organizes all the plays. Lewis Dodds, the one that runs around and goes with the ball. I think there was a lot of good individual performances as well. Um, I was really impressed with uh, Lewis Dodds' performance for the 60 minutes he was on, he, after, especially after coming back from an Achilles injury that ended his season last year. He was phenomenal, and Jack Wellsby's just Jack Wellsby. He is ah oh, yeah no I don't worry I've got some I've got some Jack Wellsby chat saved already don't worry oh that's good we'll save that for later yeah my yeah. god he geez. is a massive part of the preview <laughs> oh I, yeah we'll save that we'll save that because <laughs> honestly I could talk to you for hours about Jack Wellsby <laughs> um. And Tommy Makinson again, he just keeps doing what Tommy Makinson does. How good was that pass? That is... Oh, for Wellsby's try. Yeah. Mate, it was unbelievable. He must have had a shout because it yeah. was just. Not a chance. If he, saw if he him. didn't. Yeah, he couldn't see him. So he must have just heard a shout. And that was superb. But it's something we're used to with Tommy. He's just got that instinct, I think, as well, that a lot of players don't have. Um, on it, yeah, he is. He is, in my opinion, one of the top five wingers in the world. Makinson's a player that. Super well, he's a player that Australians like discover. Yeah, he like, isn't we, Super League. He is NRL quality. Well, yeah, like Aussies remember who he is every World Cup, and then go, "Why isn't he out here?" Yeah. Oh, he's just. Thing is, he only made his England debut at like twenty six as well. Yeah. Like we Saints were well, Saints fans and Saints coaching staff were raving about him well before that. And it's like he, the coaches just never picked him. And it was Wayne Bennett, wasn't it, in Denver? And he was like, right, let's give yeah. this lad a go. And then next thing he won the golden boot. I know, you know, golden boot, whatever, but it's just yeah, it's one of them. Still still got a winner. Yeah, exactly. He's a phenomenal athlete and a vital Especially with his kick returns, he is vital for us. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of good individual performances, which was good to see. Um, hopefully, the minutes in the legs will really help us. Into your way with the Premiership! A pretty emphatically deserved win by St. Helens. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think in the end it ended up being quite comfortable, which was good, even with our youngsters out there for the last twenty minutes. So very pleased. Yeah, and it's it's um, you know, when's the next time that those youngsters are gonna play against like NRL quality youngsters as well? Well, exactly. So it's it's one of them. It's like Saint, like then young lads have missed out due to COVID for the Saints Aussie tour. That they always yeah. do for the schoolboys, so and they always play Penrith as well when they go. Yeah, over, have you so. seen that? Have you seen that photo from the 2013 tour? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like and that's four what, players um, from each team that are still there. I don't think Saints have any. Oh, really? Yeah, because we ah. had, yeah, I don't think we have any from the original team that beat them because Saints actually beat, yeah, beat. The light. Oh, oh, I maybe, was at that game. Morgan Knowles? I think Morgan Knowles Morgan is there. Morgan Knowles have been in there. Yeah, it might be Morgan Knowles. But I don't think there's any others because Danny Richardson's now at Castleford. 
Yeah, and he I apparently played. He yeah, he apparently played Cleary off the park at that age, and now he's at Castleford, and Cleary's the best in the world. Yeah, I'm weirdly enough, I'm pretty sure Cleary played hooker in that game. Really? Yeah, Cleary would sometimes at that age get pushed into hooker because um yeah, like people like Luai and like May would like share the halves usually. Yeah, Sonny Luke was, was a half as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they just wanted to get him used to tackling or something, or like, yeah, because he was the last one out of those lot to even play under twenties. Um, really? Yeah, they had him playing um, in the Sydney Shield for a while, which is like an all age, um, open age Sydney competition. Right, okay. Um, at a feeder club, Windsor Wolves, who, like, when he was 18. And I think it's just because they wanted him playing against adults for a while, even though the quality of the opposition wasn't up there. Right. With, like, the skill wasn't up there with under-20s players. But I think they wanted him, yeah, just getting beat up for a little bit. Yeah. Is that like when, he... <laughs> that's like when the soccer team sent, like, the young cocky midfielders to like non-league football yeah yeah send them send them to some muddy pitch somewhere yeah where they just get where they just yeah basically yeah. kind of forces them to grow up a bit um, yeah yeah and so as soon as he came into under 20s he stood out but it was like mid-season 2015 he came into 20s and then Played the beginning of 2016 in 20s, then played one game of New South Wales Cup, and then was in the NRL forever from then. Wow. Yeah, because the standouts for years. Yeah, he made his debut at 18, money. Yeah. Because I remember my sister was on about him when she was over there, and she was like, oh, there's this young half, and it's Ivan Cleary's son, and he's going to be like the next big thing. I was like, is he? It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the next thing he made his debut, and I was like, ah, oh, he looks all right. <laughs> yeah, like, I think I, he's proven everyone he's better than all right. I remember standing near him um, at a game in like 2012, and um, I was yeah. with some mates that I played with, and one of them goes, oh, that guy over there, that's that's Ivan Cleary's son. I was like, oh, yeah, he goes, yeah, he goes to my school. I'm like, cool, he goes, yeah, he's a really good footy player. I was like, oh, cool, cool. And then didn't think much of it. And then he appeared in the under 20s and I was like, oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Man, that's like when, well, Connor Cody, the centre back for yeah. Everton in England, he was he was two years of bubbles in school. So it was like weird. Was like, oh, he's he's Liverpool's academy's captain. It was like, oh. And now he's like right. represented England. Does and all sorts. Even... It's like, wow. Did you go to the same school as um? Do you know Stephen Trice? Yeah, yeah, he was he was two years above me as well. He right, was, um, yeah, because yeah, we were in like the same we were school in, as yeah. Connor Cody. Right. Yeah, we were in the um, we was in Fingy. We was in like all the school plays and that together. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Rainford, Rainford High, shout out. Yeah, Johnny <laughs> Lomax went there. Johnny Lomax was there. He was in my sister's year at school. Uh, so this school yeah, is just a breeding ground for 
for athletes stars. and, for the stars, and Canadians. Mate. Yeah, why do you think I went? Exactly. <laughs> I'm not an Podcasting athlete. star. <laughs> All around legend, but <laughs> yeah. So where was you up to? <laughs> Uh, yep, yeah, yeah, let's go back. Uh, so, well, let's let's jump into the, the Penrith game now. Penrith game, yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. They they got a uh, 22-16 win over Parramatta. Um, yeah, it was a very convincing win at that, wasn't it? It was. It was, it was very, very interesting to watch because both teams rested a lot of players. Yeah. And... It was one of those ones where about five minutes in, you went, ah, yeah, okay. Because there was a lot of drop ball at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, as the game went on and the team sort of got a feel for it, you could sort of, you could see Penrith's um, quality shining through, I'd say. Oh, definitely. Um, Definitely at that. Even if, I'll be honest, I was slightly... A bit miffed by our attack. I thought it was a bit clunky, and some of our like, because what our first try was a an, an excellent run from dummy half by Luke Summerton, who had an amazing game. Yeah, by the way. yeah, it's definitely put himself in the conversation for the backups if one of Mitch Kenny or Sonny Luke goes down. Um, definitely. Yeah. Then there was the intercept by Jenkins. Then that he is rapid. He is, isn't he? I've been for a center. I was, I've wow. I seen, I seen him intercept it, and I was, he was gone. There was no chance anyone was getting near him. I was like, Jesus. He was, um, he's one of those players. I've been watching him for a few years now. He's just always been an amazing standout from the fact that he's such a hard worker. Because he's always yeah. been sort of mixed around between center and wing as well. And he doesn't look he's, out of place in either. You know, you get some players that are sort yeah. of specialize in one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just amazing in both. I remember there was a game a couple of years ago when due to there was some issue with COVID where it had spiked slightly in Sydney that week. And mm-hmm. so for the New South Wales Cup games, um, the NRL like top 30 players weren't allowed to play because they had to go back into the bubble for the weekend. Yeah. And he wasn't in the top 30. And so he played and like he became, he went from being in that game, just your normal New South Wales cup team member to an absolute standout because it felt like he took that responsibility on his shoulders and he played an outstanding game against a Newtown side that had pretty much all of their first-choice players. Yeah. And just from that moment, I've just been the biggest Tom Jenkins fan. And it was so nice to see him getting his debut last year. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He just extended his contract, hasn't he? He has, which is that really was last good. last week, wasn't it? Yeah, him and um, that bloke who played on the right wing, McLean, yeah, he was yeah, excellent yeah. too because he's a center as well, and it looks like it'll be between what those two and Sunia Taruva to replace Crichton when he goes. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to this year to figuring that out. I think at the moment Taruva's winning. 
Um, well, the, yeah, he's, but, he's made the squad for Saturday. Yeah, thing. but it's pretty hard so, to make a to pick a bad player out of those three. I think it's quite it's quite scary from like an English perspective to see these youngsters go out mm. and just know, like you just see the ability that they're at, and then you see when our lads come in and and. Saints have a great academy, by the way. But, like, you see them just... They just seem to slot in well in the NRL. And the the actual ability of the, the likes of Jenkins and Taruva... I mean, Taruva's an international at, what, 18, 19? Yeah. And uh, it, it's just unbelievable to see, like, the ability and how much more advanced it is due to funding, due to, obviously, the western suburbs of sydney are highly well th- th- there's loads of rugby league clubs out there isn't there in yeah. western suburbs and it's like you- you've got a lot bigger market and it's just scary to watch as an english fan to see all these old australian youngsters coming in to the game and seeing like the 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 higher the standard they are compared to our youngsters it's just unbelievable. That's, That's why I keep saying to like English talent that they need to go over to the NRL at eighteen. As as sad as it is for like us as clubs, you only have to look at like Dom Young at yeah. Newcastle and Herbie Farmworth and well, soon to be next year Lewis Murphy at the Sydney Roosters, and like it's just it's second to none, and. And like obviously you've got like Bailey Hodson at Newcastle now, and you just sort of want them to go get the experience and hopefully develop from that, and then come back over to England eventually to obviously show what they've learned. And it's just it's scary watching that trial game and seeing them youngsters run out on that pitch and put the performance in that they did for both teams. I thought it was superb and a super superb game of footy as well. Yeah, it's almost um, it's like they've they've perfected that sort of like next man up mentality as well. Yeah, where you go, it doesn't matter. If someone's out, the next bloke will come up and he'll do his job. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's just it's a really weird thing to to have when you go like, it's alright. I'm always confident in the next person, and yeah, you look at like stuff like that, and you can see why, like, Penrith, for example, are never too keen to get in a bidding war for a player. Yeah, yeah. Because they know they've always Very got someone. So. Yeah. Well, it's like that with, well, like that with Saints in the English competition, but obviously the standards are a lot different, is you just know that a youngster is going to come up and do his job, and you just know that they're going to be somewhat to a high standard. And it's like, it's obviously like that with the NRL. And like, we'll have, like, with Lachlan Coop, for example, perfect example at Saints, won two titles at Saints. And then Saints were like, look, we can only offer you so much money and we can only give you a one year deal. And he was like, well, I, I want to stay at Saints. Offer me that money, but give me two years. And Saints were like, we can't commit to that because we've got Jack Wellesby. Yeah. And he went, we, d- we can't hinder his development. Anymore, we went as much as we need the squad depth, etc. And we we love you as a player, and you've done so much for us. We can't 
promise you a two-year deal because it will hinder Jack's development. And it's like that with Australia and with Penrith, especially like you look at Crichton next year leaving to the Bulldogs. And it's like, yeah. you're going to have Taruva Jenkins coming up and it's like, they're going to have their shot and then they'll take it by the horns and they'll run with it. And it's just, it's, it's frightening to see. And because the level of competition in the NRL is so much higher than Super League, it's like you just know that they're going to be an unbelievable athlete by the end of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're going to look at them and go, why didn't they go to the Olympics? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So it's just ah, oh, superb. And I, But thing is, with your trial game in comparison to our trial game, it, see, I'm saying your and our. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah. This, this is proper rivalry. <laughs> yeah so like the difference is is like that team that went out for you guys is completely different to the team that's going out on Saturday so you can't really you can't really use the trial game over them for the likes of Taruva to judge what's going to happen on Saturday which is yeah, yeah. quite different to like what you can with Saints because you've seen the first team go out and play and and like it'll be, it'll be an interesting summary when we do it. Yeah, because so. like, because what there was Salmon and Eisenhut who were both going to come from the bench, so we'll play limited minutes. Yeah. But then I think Zach Hosking is the only other one. Yeah, yeah. He played, Zach he played Hosking, quite yeah, well. He's in... Yeah. Um, he's going to be um good competition for Luke Garner. He's going to keep Liam Martin yeah, honest. Very much. Um. He was, yeah, I was I was very, very happy with him too. Um, I hadn't seen that much of him play before he signed for Penrith, but now I remember when we signed him, Brisbane fans were very upset because they wanted to keep him. And really? now I see it. Yeah. You know when you got that guy come through who they've played a couple games and you're like, all right, I'm looking forward to seeing them continue. And then, like, they just yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> you're yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. He seems to be one of them, and um, I know Newcastle were chasing him too because I believe he's a Newcastle junior. Right. And he played his junior footy there, and they were looking to bring him back. But it's interesting the way that he's picked Penrith because he's going to have to fight for a spot rather Very than... Interesting. I'd assume he'd just sort of get into the Newcastle team. Yeah, but maybe that... Maybe he's seen that as um, a better way for him to develop because yeah. if you go slot straight into that Newcastle team, that let's face it, is really underperforming and yeah. not really got the great coaching setup that the Panthers have. Yeah, would you rather go to a team where you're gonna earn all right money, fight for your place, develop, and have that first and hunger to want to? do that or would you rather go to Newcastle on a little bit more money but you know you're not going to develop as much because you'll be comfortable you're yeah. probably going to get that in 17 you're probably going to be like you know in or around them sort of places and you know you're probably not going to be fighting for the playoffs so it's like what would you rather do would you rather be third choice in a premiership contending team where you're fighting and playing, what, six games maybe? Maybe yeah. a bit more if you really, really push on? Or would you rather be in a Newcastle team that's lingering around 14th place below 
yeah. I, think, I think it's a pretty easy, easy decision for a young lad, really, for the sake of what thirty thousand dollars that if he develops better, he can make up later in his career. So I yeah, think it's quite a sensible decision, really. Almost might extend his career a bit too. Well, um, exactly, yeah. Because if it if it fails at Newcastle, then you go, who's picking you up? But exactly, if you you know. As someone who's getting a few opportunities here and there at Penrith, people are going to want to grab you. Yeah. Or when they grab the person in front of you, then you're the next one in. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's, it, 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 I think it's an easy choice personally, but who knows? Who knows, really? I mean, it's the same with Broncos, though, isn't it? You don't know where the Broncos are going to finish. You don't know whether no, they're going yeah. to be in the top eight or, or the bloody bottom six. So it's one of them. It's a grey area for them. So, that, that yeah, I think he'll be a good little player. So we'll, yeah. well, we'll, we'll see how he goes Saturday as well, won't we? Yeah, There's exactly. Run out for him. Against, um, against first graders, it'll be very interesting to see how he does. Yeah, exactly. Because that was exactly. one thing I was keeping in mind. I was like, oh, he's playing quite well. And I was like... I mean, I don't even know the name of the guy he's running at. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And Jack Cogger, he played, didn't he? After his Cogger stint played, in the field. yeah. I thought he was. I thought he was good. Um, he didn't really have to do too much because um, we sort of won that game on defense. Yeah. Um, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't have to do too much. He looked positive when he. Had the ball, he looked like he wasn't afraid to take the line on, which I think that's always a good sign in a half. I think I think it shows confidence. Yeah. Um, and sort of similar to Zach Hosking, I think there's a reason why he's come to Penrith, and it's because he wants to get a full time gig somewhere in the NRL. And yeah, he knows that this is a really... good opportunity for it to happen. I I found it really weird because, like it's. Well, he was doing all right at Huddersfield, and then he just sort of dropped off, and yeah. like he just disappeared. He he wasn't getting into the thirteen, and I was like, "What's happened to him? Has he had a fallout?" Or it it just seemed to just not work for him. I know he I know he picked up an injury, and then after that, he never regained his spot, and I just couldn't get it because he was mm. a decent little player. Although was it was it Cogger? I'm certain it was Cogger against Saints last year. He got Simbin twice. Oh, jeez. When he okay. played for Huddersfield. And after that, yeah. I don't think he played a game. Right. Or, or it was only because of injuries that he played. He got Simbin twice on Easter Monday. I remember that now. And I'm certain, I'm certain it was Cogger. For like, one was like for booting the ball away. <laughs> oh, okay. The Saints yeah. had scored. And then another one was for like something petty as well. I'm certain of it. I'm certain it was Cogger because we were like, is that the same one? He went, yeah. So, you know, maybe that's why he's putting him out against the against Saints on Saturday. He's 14th man, isn't he, Cogger? Yeah, All I right. have a theory about that too, actually. Um, well, you think he's going to drop out? No, no, I think I think he'll play, but I think that's going to be Sonny Luke's spot during the season. Oh, yeah, for the season. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's obviously... I think... I think with a bit of time to go, they're just going to bring Cleary off. Depending on the scoreline. Yeah, I've got a feeling that the game's going to finish with Cleary, uh, with Cogger and Salmon in the halves. 
Jesus, if that if that happens, that's quite embarrassing for us. <laughs> yeah, I, I, no, I don't. I don't mean. Well, yeah, I mean it in a bad way. That is very no, no. It's, for it's us. because they are a big downgrade on the starting halves. Um, that means that you must be winning by about twenty six plus points. So that would be a really bad point. Well, I think. So. Yeah, I want to know at what point. Do Penrith decide that their defense can take them home? Yeah, well, it'll be interesting. It'll be a very interesting. Um, I think it'll be an interesting game in, in a sense that I don't think it'll be the way Gus Gold said. No, no. Oh, I mean, I'm, that, I'm, I mean I'm, that same happened oh, with the um, World Cup opening, didn't it? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, I had to hold myself off from tweeting that photo because we lost in the semi-finals. Yeah, yeah. Because I just know it'll backfire on me. I was like, oh, yeah. there's no point doing this because the Aussies will then jump in and go, well, I lost semi-final. So I was like, I won't even bother with that. But it, it just irritates me. And like the English competition rightfully, rightfully gets... um slagged off in the press in Australia because yeah. it is a second fiddle competition. We know that. But the way he phrased it was, oh, I think they'll declare at half time. I feel like that is the utmost disrespectful comment he can make to a professional outfit. Could you imagine if, when was it? Was it 2012 when Celtic played Barcelona and they won 2-0 yeah. with 20 yeah, exactly. possession? Could you imagine if before the game, like, oh yeah, it'll, it'll be embarrassing. They'll declare it half time. Yeah, like miracles can happen in sport, and upsets can happen. And for you to have the gall, the audacity, the narcissistic tendency to even think that you can say that to full time professional athletes is the utmost insult. And I actually think that comment in itself will drive Saints on. And, and especially think... since, like, the World Cup Challenge is a bigger deal to, like, the English, English supporters than the Australians. So it's like they're Huge. already going to have that extra motivation behind it. I mean, all, all you have to do is look at... Saints have taken over 500 fans... Yeah. to go watch this game in the middle of a cost-living crisis. The country's on its ass. We don't know what's going to happen next week in terms of what cabinet is going to be in charge. We don't know <laughs> what trade agreements are going in. Our economy is, for some reason, stable, but everything's going up. We've got no sort of sense of well-being in this country. And yet, there's over 500 fans paying a lot of money to go cheer the club on the other side of the world. And you've got a, well, I don't even know what position he is at the Bulldogs. What is he like? General manager. Director of rugby or general manager or some shit like that. And you've got him sticking his oar in saying nine sort of comments when you've got a team already riled up because of the, the slaggings off they've got in the Aussie press. The fact that every bookmaker has written them off by an absolute landslide. Ah, oh, it's just for you as a full time professional athlete, you must be seething and use that as your motivation for this game. You have oh, yeah. to. Because they would have read you it. You have too. to. 
Oh, yeah, there's no escaping it. They're on Twitter. They know exactly what people are saying. Yeah. It's like, it, 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 oh, it just really irritated me. And I think, I think, uh, did Paul Wellens mention it? Yeah, Paul Wellens mentioned it in his interview today. And he was saying, because um, that's where he mentioned about the weather. And yeah. he was like, well, we've played in conditions like this before, which is true. And I'm certain he was like, like he's, did he say he was disgusted or he was like upset at how the way the media have portrayed this game? And it's like, we, we, we know what we can do. And Saints at the top of their game, I think can pull up an upset or at least, at least run them very, very close. And it's like, yeah, I think the comments made by a lot of the media and Twitter is very, uncalled for i mean come saturday we may well lose by 40 points i don't know but i think <laughs> three match to say that in hindsight people will probably listen to this and go oh what an idiot but i just think i just think it's a stupid comment to make pre-match because something I mean, can something can bite you back plus also you've got to have belief exactly if you've not got hope the world can't survive yeah like so I have very good reason the last few years to go into every single game believing Penrith's going to win. I was doing yeah. that at 10 years old when we are getting the spoon, you know, and yeah. I've been doing it my entire life. Like I've got this, um, I mean, Panthers fans are well known for their arrogance lately. I've kind of had it forever. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I, I never understand when people don't just like, blindly believe their team's going to win every week. Exactly. exactly. And it's it's just, it, it irritates me a lot because of that. And you, you see it at the World Cup, rightfully so. I was one of them that criticised England at the World Cup before the tournament because it was like, come on, like how can we do this? And yet, you know what? We turned up against PNG and we battered them. We didn't give them an inch of it. And yet, all the Aussie press was going, ah, oh, you know, PNG will really put up a fight, you know, it won't be an easy game. Yeah. And it was. It was a simple, easy game for England. And it's like, if that can happen, why can't, like, other things? Why, why can't this happen? Why can't the greatest upset in rugby league history? Because I think this would be, really, because the way Penrith have been, I think they've, what, what, last year they lost one game, two games? And, like, yeah. uh, two games against the... Uh, Para and I think one against the West Tigers when they rested them three games was it? No, we won that game. And then, it was um, it was Melbourne that we lost to. Oh yeah, Melbourne. Sorry. Yeah. And, um, no, there was no no Edwards, no Cleary or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the year before, they've lost like less than four games each season for the last yeah. three years. So it is the biggest upset possible that that Saints would win. And I think, yeah. I think you're I, right. I'd, just, I'd, I'd love it to happen. I'd absolutely yeah. love it to happen. Not just because I'm a Saints fan, but because I think it will give the English a lot more belief in not the competition, because the competition needs to improve, but the fact that we can do it. Because we've been battered so many times. Saints have had the two highest losses in the World Cup Challenge history. What was that? And it's like, I just love, I just love for a, a massive upset. I just absolutely love for it. <laughs> so, 
But well, um, who knows? Why don't we uh, jump right in and preview it then, huh? Yeah, um, let's cause... preview it. Let's go for it. I'm no expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. So yes, this coming Saturday at uh, the revised time of 6.50pm, we have the World Club Challenge. Yep. Hosted Woo. in Penrith for the first ever time. Penrith Panthers yeah. versus St. Helens. Um, both teams have named pretty much full strength lineups. Um, Name enough. Yeah, I know Penrith's missing Edwards, Martin, uh, Sorensen, and Sonny Luke. Sonny Luke. Um, but I think, yeah, like I said, I think Sonny Luke's a tactical change, and the other three is just. Resting three players who do an absolute ton of work during every game, um, and I'm sure they'll yeah, be the right for the start World of the Cup season. Well and, yeah, all that. Um, There's no point risking Martin because, like, say your no. squad depth's that your squad depth's that good in that position. Yeah, um, and like with yeah, Edwards, you'll be all right. with Edwards, it's like he runs himself into the ground every game. You may as well not give him an extra game to do that in. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot, you know, Stephen Crichton's one of the most talented players I've ever seen. Um, I'm sure he'll do fine. And then it's a good opportunity for Sonia Taruva to play against uh, first-class opposition in the centres. Um, yeah, well, he'll be playing on the left from the team sheet that I remember. Is he playing on the left or the right? It's, it's, uh, I believe he'll be on the right I don't... because Tamor normally yeah. plays on the left. Yeah, normally. I can't, and, and, I can't um, remember where the team sheet was. Taruva played on the right on um, the yes, trial he did. last yeah, week yeah, as yeah. well. So so um, we'll be up against Mark Percival and yes. probably Will Hopawate. Either yeah, Hopawate we, or Benison, depending on how he goes. Should we touch on this just for any um, Australian supporters who are unfamiliar yes. with the way it's a bit different in Super League? So the team yeah. that's listed is not exactly the team that will go out, is it? No, it's not. So this happened at the Dragons game. I was on a Dragons podcast pre-match and they were reading out the team and I was like, oh. I was like, I didn't think Hopper White would play centre. I thought he'd have been on the wing. And I was like, oh, I did I didn't think he'd be playing there. And uh and yeah, I was I was right in the end because when the team sheet got announced, number 23, because we have squad numbers, not necessarily position numbers, like you had at the World Cup. Yeah, but a lot better than what a lot better than what Australia did with this. <laughs> yeah, we numbers. we do it actually properly. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so basically, we obviously release our squad list in number order as squad number, but I think they just took it as right. That's where they're playing. Um, yeah, I I don't think John Benison will be on the wing, but I might be wrong. Because it, it depends on whether he trusts Horrell's defence, I think. But I think Horrell's got to start just for the NRL experience and everything else with Hopawati on the wing. Do you think there's any chance that Ritson has a go? See, I... 
I'd I'd love him to because I think his speed will absolutely help us. He is a but, rocket. Oh, when he got that ball, he had no right to score that try yeah. the weekend. 20 metres out, he had covering defenders on him and he was past them before they'd even started shuffling. Yeah. It was unbelievable. But I don't think he will, just for the sake of what I said earlier in the podcast. He's come from Barrow Raiders, a championship club. Um, I know he spent the off-season with us, but I feel like putting him up against the best team in the world where Maybe a bit he's, not even played a su- he's not even played a Super League game, which, as we know, yeah. is... Still below that, I think it might come a little bit too soon for him. Um, because he, he was conceding tries because of his defense in the championship on the wing, so I don't think they'd risk him against a dangerous side like Penrith, right. to be honest. Yeah, especially when but Taylor May and Isaac I'm not the coach. can find the line, <laughs> yeah, and they're both fully fledged internationals, so yeah. it's like, would and hey, T Ritson is. You know, he's a fully-fledged international, just he's for Thailand. So <laughs> it, it's it's a little bit different ability-wise. Yeah. But he is an international. But, yeah, I, I just can't see him starting. Um, personally, I think it will be, be between whether he plays Hopawai at centre or wing, personally. Because um, I think I think Benison will be in the team. I think he might be 18th man, though. Right. Because, obviously, there's the new 18th man. Yeah, position yeah. for the so I feel I feel like he will but just because he can play fullback wing and well yeah fullback and wing essentially he can play two positions and cover it so I I feel like Taruva and Toho uh Taruva and May will be up against Percival and Hopawai which will be quite interesting um. Because I haven't, I can't even give you my judgment on Hapoati because he hardly played last year. So it should be interesting um, against yeah. that side. Hapoati was a player who I remember at the beginning of 2020 having a conversation with my mate saying, I'd be happy to have Will Hapoati at Penrith because, like, skill wise and footy intelligence wise i think he's right up there but yeah he's i feel like his body is at the stage where it's just letting him down now yeah i mean we sent well last year the amount of hamstring injuries he got he got one in the world cup as well which yeah. i was surprised christian picked him to be honest because of the way he's been at saints especially with christian being the saints coach at the time but it, i i i you know, I've I've backed them to hold their own, especially Mark Percival. I think, um, with his bruised knee that he got, did, did you hear about that? That that's why he missed most of the last season was he had a bruise on his bone, in his oh, knee, geez. Um, okay. which is actually very serious. They were like, if it doesn't actually go away, it will be like career ending. Right. So, um, I think he's only like twenty eight as well, Mark Percival, twenty eight, twenty nine. So. And he's a huge talent for us. So um, it looks like, though, post-season, because he came back a little bit too early for the grand final and that. So it kind of came back. And that's why yeah. they were worried about his potential career. But um, I think it touch wood, it's all healed up. And I feel like he'll he'll be a big asset to us. His defence has improved over the past few years drastically. So hopefully, yeah. 
hopefully he comes good against that side. Um, yeah, so it'll be Makinson versus Toho again, won't it? Yes. Like in the World Cup? Um. Yeah, right I think there. so. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, well, it should would... be. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting. That'll be, that'll be the, that'll two, be another the two best wingers on the field going against each other will be good. Easily. Easily. Well, if you ask me, the two best in the world, but I'm a little bit biased. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so that, that'll be a very interesting battle, especially because they're both really good kick returners. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, like their set I... starts are <clears throat> absolutely unbelievable. Like, you get an extra five or six metres per set start, like, every single time. They, they'll always beat the first man. Yeah. And it's and like... It, it, having that having that in your team is so underrated. Yeah, because it's like, it, it might not get you that much further up the field, but what it does is it gets more of your own players behind the ball. Yes. And yeah, that yeah, also yeah. then and forces less the opposition defence... It's and it forces the opposition defense to make more decisions early on in defense, which like yeah. is so draining mentally if you have to be like looking on like at every single play, because if it's just the fullback and the winger back there, then what you got to do is just get like two or three people standing in the middle, and you just tackle them for the hit up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas with them, they can get like their returns get the halves into play straight away. Yeah, which is such a big mental win, I think. Huge because, like, you can get your neck, you, like, you can get your main attacking plays sorted by tackle two. Yeah, and it's like so your third tackle, you've got a set play going. Whereas yeah. if 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 you don't get them extra yards, it's very hard to do that because you'll have your winger taking the ball in, then you'll play the ball. You'll probably have someone scooting from dummy half, then tackle two, and then it's a pass to your other winger. Tackle three, and then you're on the fourth tackle before you've even got a set play even yeah. organized. So and that's it is probably absolutely hugely vital. And Brian Tahoe's the best in the world for it. Um, and that's probably where you end up kicking final. on the fourth too. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's just stupid, crazy. Um, as yeah, I think the six and seven battle will also be interesting. Because obviously you've got what the best partnership in the world, the New South Wales partnership, the Penrith. Well, on for a free peat this year. Yeah. So like having Luai and Leary together in the same team, uh, for a World Cup challenge. I mean, it's like yeah, it's a second trial game. You wouldn't normally see both of them. I don't think. Mm. In this sort of game, which shows how. Um, what's the word? Shows how serious, really, that Penrith are taking this game, which I think, yeah, is... which I'm, I'm really relieved about, to be honest. Yeah, I am as well, to be honest. Just because if we do get battered, you can say, well, they're the best team in the competition. <laughs> Whereas if they sent out a team of juniors and you won or lost, you'd just be yeah. getting grief either way. Yeah, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really glad they took it seriously. And I think it also shows a bit of respect for the opposition as well. I think it does too. Which, yeah. I think when was it? Was it 
like 2014 when we played Rabbitohs and they battered us, what was it, like 37 nil or something like that? They played the full strength team. Yeah. And it was like, all right, fair enough. They're the best yeah. team in the comp, whatever. And then in 2015 when they did that stupid World Club oh, the series. series. Yeah. And we played Roosters and you had like, I think you had Hastings and Nicarima in the halves. Yeah. Against Saints. And like, they still beat us, but it was like even more embarrassing. Because it was like we got beat by a lot of the youngsters. Yeah, it's, it's very just... different to um, Pierce and Maloney, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it was like, um, yeah. So uh, I'm really, really glad that they are taking it seriously. I think the Lewis Dodd, um, I think Lewis Dodd, our number seven, he reminds me very much of, see, not of Cleary, but of Luai with his running game. Right, yeah. He's just, I, I, he's twenty-one years of age, and he should have been in the England squad had he not had the Achilles injury. So that's sort of the the sort of player that we're talking about. Um, I don't know if you've seen much of him personally. Um, uh, no, not too much. We don't get the best Super League coverage over here. Yeah, well. We get Nor one, we. maybe two games a week. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we get just yeah. That's what we get. That's yeah. what we get. <laughs> we get one or two games a week. There's <laughs> no worries about that. You get the exact same as us. Yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> what time it's on? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's another argument for another day, though. But um, another interesting battle that I was thinking of was Alex Wormsley. The big man Mallon himself, who is top 10 prop in the world, in my opinion. Got to keep adding in my opinion at the end before people start <laughs> getting pissed off. Yeah. Um, going, oh, he's only a Super League prop. Yeah, well, he's a very good one. English um, props are and, always good, to be fair. Yeah. James Fisher Harris. He's playing, any? Yeah. I see him in the squad. They're both Leona so, and him, Fisher. Him and Walsley. Yeah, him and Wormsley will be a really interesting battle. Um, Did you see that hit that Fisher-Harris took to the face the other day? Yeah. And he didn't flinch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he's a a mad bastard, though, isn't he? Let's face it. (laughs) Oh. See, See, one thing... It's two psychos against each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but Alex Wormsley, I think he's just... He, he, I don't think he, well, no props are very clever, man. But like, he's, <laughs> he, he's someone that just gets on with it and he, yeah. he just gets up, goes, and he's such a lovely person as well. It's like unbelievable. He's like, when we went, <laughs> yeah, I won't tell that story. I'll tell that off podcast. It's <laughs> <laughs> a special, a special it, it for just, my no, ears no, only. It, it's not bad. It's not bad for him. It's just, it's, uh, yeah. It's it's got it's got it's nothing to do with him. um. It's a good story for him. It's got nothing it's not to do. Like, with, there's no Joe Westerman. No, no, stuff no, in. Joe West. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> did that make it over in Australia? Uh yeah, it it's did. made it on. It's made it on NRL Twitter. Ah, oh, um, lovely. If you if you don't know who Joe Westerman is, people, um, look it up. But maybe keep your safe search on. He's a Super League player. Um, <laughs> just oh, read an article about like, it. Don't put it this way. Put it this way. If this if this incident happened in the NRL, I don't think he'd play again. 
No, I don't think so either. I, I really don't think he would. Oh. I can't no, but... <laughs> oh. no. Let's not talk about this. Nah, yeah, let's let's go back to uh the, the forward backs. Of the World Cup challenge. Yeah. James Roby. Let's talk about James Roby. Yes, in this my is one opinion, This is my, opinion, this is one department yeah. that we are battering you in. Yes, he is one of the best hookers of all time in rugby league, in my opinion. He is, without a doubt, you've got Cameron Smith and James Roby. And I don't care what any Australian says, he is up there with Cameron Smith. He yeah, is. It's, he, he was a player who, for years, in a similar way to... Um, Ryan Hall, where I was yeah. always like, I was always like, we need them in Australia. Yes. Um, well, Fossey said Unfortunately, that Ryan waited too long. Before but... our game. Yeah. He, he came over and didn't score a try. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was about 48. But Roby would have... Well, Roby, Roby did an interview and he was on about his... Um, well, Rob, Roby's 38 this year. Jesus. Played over 500... 527 I mean, games. I, think. I mean, physically he looks 38, but he doesn't play like a 38 yeah, year old. Not at all. He's always the first man on every kick return. Like you put a kick in and the chaser, who's the first man that is James Roby every single time. He's got the motor of like Wayne Rooney. Like if Wayne Rooney didn't smoke 40 a day, he would be James <laughs> Roby. Yeah. That's what he'd be. And it's like he is, without a doubt, the GOAT over here. Like, we had Kieran Cunningham. There's a statue on our stadium of Kieran Cunningham. And James Roby has surpassed him in, I think, a lot of people's opinions in St. Helens. Mm. There needs to be another bronze statue going up there. Yeah. Because he is phenomenal. And this is one department that Saints have that I think is better then oh let's yeah, say, yeah. I, let's I say love... let's say top three NRL teams. James Roby surpasses them. Yeah, he is yeah. the best nine in the world at the minute. I would the only hookers in the world I would take over him are Appy Corusau and Harry Grant. Nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's me being biased though. I've had, I've. Enough all my life with James Roby since 2004. I was what seven years of age, and he's still playing. I'm 26. Yeah, I'm 27 this year, and he's still playing. He made his debut on the wing. He is unbelievable, and like, th- there's no no other words to describe him. Yeah, for anyone for anyone who's not familiar with so him, vital. that that Cameron Smith comparison earlier was not. An exaggeration, I don't think. Like, you, you put it this way. You did an interview and he was on about the amount of NRL offers he had during his mm. career. His first one when he was 20 years of age, there was another yeah. person coming through and that was Cameron Smith. When he was 20, the Melbourne Storm offered him a contract. Could you imagine if he took that and they yeah. had a rotary system of James Roby and Cameron Smith? They would have been, as dominant as they was, I don't think they'd have lost the comp for about... I, I think they'd have done a 20-peat. Honestly, I can't tell you how much 
he is vital to St. Evans and the success that we've had. It's they, um, unbelievable. They would have been even further over the cap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they would have been. But it's like, because it, it was around the same time that um, James Graham left in 2007. Well, 2007 was when James Graham won Man of Steel. That was when he had the first offer, I think. Yeah. He was about 21. And then when he left in 2011, he had another chance to leave. And he was like, it's yeah. not the right time. Blah, blah, blah. He just bought a house with like his wife and that. Just moved house, sorry. And he was like, well, it's not really the right time. And it's just like, he, he would still be getting NRL offers to this day, I think. I think oh, if he said, I'm going to do another would... year. If he said, I'm going to do another year, but I want to do it in Australia, I think he'd have an offer straight away. He is oh, that yeah. good of a player. I think he could take like a Titans to the like, final three. Sod this. Josh Hodgson <laughs> has just got another contract. Yeah, with the runners up. <laughs> James Roby can get another contract. It's, oh. The man has just come back from an ACL injury and he's been offered a deal with Parramatta Reels. James Roby would be offered a contract by Buddy Penrith. Yeah. <laughs> he is that oh, he good would. of a player. He would, though, because he's... He, he, like, I love Mitch Kenny, but he's an upgrade on Mitch Kenny. Mm. Um, And then he's Mitch could just go that. back to playing his 14 role and it'd be perfect, to yeah. be honest. Because well, you wouldn't... Be fair, I think. You wouldn't... In the NRL, you probably wouldn't run with just James Roby because you'd want to save his legs a bit, you know? Yeah. Um, to be honest... And I've been saying this for a while. Mitch Kenny reminds me of Morgan Knowles. Now, Morgan Knowles started as a hooker and transitioned to 13. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I think Mitch Kenny, if it wasn't for Isaiah Yeo, would be transitioning to a 13. Same, yeah. Because of I, the way he's built. Yeah. I think Mitch Kenny and I don't, was a middle who just never grew tall enough quite to be a middle. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean. But then and according to just... NRL.com, he's a centimetre taller than Moses Leota. <laughs> which he's not. Is he? No, he's not at all. It's completely inaccurate. <laughs> Is this like when I've, FIFA just make up the height stats? Yeah, because I've <laughs> I've I've stood next to Mitch Kenny for a photo, and I'm pretty sure I was taller than him. I walked past Moses Leota about ten days ago, and he made me look fucking tiny. <laughs> 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 I was like, I, I wanted to like say hi to him, but I was like, oh no, he's really big. <laughs> I just kept walking. <laughs> um, That's class. Yeah, no, I completely it's... agree. Yeah, but yeah, so James Roby, GOAT, end of discussion. He is so vital to us. And I think if we win, he will be man of the match. So. If you're going to put a bet on any Saints player for Man of the Match, it's going to have to be James Roby. Um, And yeah, maybe we can pull off the impossible with that. But uh, yeah, so when it comes to our second rows, we are missing our starting second row when Joe Batchelor picked up an ankle injury yeah. against St. George, which is a huge blow to Saints because of the way we play. Um, we utilise him, especially with Johnny Lomax. They've got a really good partnership. They came up with a fair few tries last year between them. A few vital ones, especially at Magic Weekend. Um, 
I don't know if you've seen that game, but it was a, an amazing last-minute try against our rivals, Wigan. Um, so he is a big loss to Saints. Um, but luckily, we will have Curtis Sirinan stepping in. <laughs> not a bad player. <laughs> not a bad replacement. Um, no. Curtis Sirinan should definitely still be playing NRL for someone. Yeah. Um, same with Sione Matautia. I think that's a, a really good second-row partnership. Um, yeah. I think, think Sioni's issue was the club he was at when he was in the NRL. Oh, isn't that everyone's issue when they're at Newcastle Knights? Yep. Burn them to the ground. <laughs> 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 There's no wonder Dom Young wants to get out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they are two standout second rows for me. And obviously coming up against the Penrith second row partnership, um, Who've they picked instead of Martin? Because it's Garner and Garner and Hosking. Oh, Hosking! Yeah, yeah, we were on mm. about him before, weren't we? So that'll be interesting. It will. Um, interesting to see how Garner goes as well after playing most of his season at centre last year for the worst team in the league. Yeah, interestingly, I I was really impressed with Garner's attitude from an outside yeah. perspective last year. Because I think a lot of players, when they sign that contract to leave from the team coming last to the team coming first, you'll see them sort of switch off, off, especially if they get shifted around into a position that they're not that familiar with in order to help the team sort of... Like, Tigers had to run out the guys that they're going to play this year now that they knew Garner was leaving. Um, But he almost improved as it went on. And mm-hmm. I was really, he was really the best impressed player. with that. Yeah. And I think that, for me, was the most important thing. Because it's like you want to, when you're at the top, if you're recruiting, firstly, you don't recruit big stars because you don't need them. But what you need is you yeah. recruit big characters with the right attitude. And yeah. Ivan's familiar with him because he gave him his debut when he was at the Tigers. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it just, it seemed like it, I've been really positive about Luke Garner ever since we I, signed him, which is yeah, funny I because that... I never used to like him. I, really? He put a shot I, on I've Dylan Edwards once him. that I thought was a bit ah. dirty. And so I liked him in that I thought he was a bit of a grub, <laughs> but I didn't like it, like the good kind of grub where you go, oh, they're just out there to hurt people, but like not in a malicious way. But I disliked him because it was on Dylan Edwards. <laughs> but I was going to say, it's amazing same... what people do and it's the favourite yeah. player in it. Well, that's like, I, I used to dislike Scott Sorensen when he was at the Sharks purely because he scored a try against Penrith once. And <laughs> I was like... Okay. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I was like, oh, yeah, this guy, whatever. And then we signed him, and I was like, oh, great. Well, we signed the best forward in the comp. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited to see how Garner goes because, I mean, I think he's been penciled in for that starting role. Yeah, um, especially with Kick Cal even. Yeah, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see whether he can hold on to that role because Hosking yeah. is an excellent player. In the extended squad, we have Maverick Geyer. Um, yeah. Playing in the All-Stars last week was Preston Ricky. Yeah. And then 
last year, uh, Chris Smith, you know, came in and did a more than admirable job every time he was called upon. Um, plus, we have uh, Atavalu Lasadi, I believe, is in the extended squad as well, who's just another absolute gun who, to be honest, I could see eventually becoming more of a middle, but at the moment plays on an yeah. edge in New South Wales Cup. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to see how that goes because, you know, you'd assume that this is pretty close to what the team will be versus the Broncos. You just add in those four You'd assume so, obviously, without your injuries. Yeah. Yeah, obviously without um, your injuries and that. But... Um... I think, I think it's very interesting um, the loose forward position because we Saints fans have been absolutely going on about Morgan Knowles for the past, well, since he probably made his debut, to be honest. He yeah. is tipped to be the next club captain. Um, he turned down NRL offers last season to re-sign for Saints. Um. I think he turned down two, he said, in the mid-season because um, he's just had a little little baby. So he yeah. wanted to stay here. So I think that's the sort of quality we're talking about. You know, he's a good young player. Well, young, he's about my age, I think, 26-ish. Um, so, yeah, he's he'll he'll have his work cut out against Isaiah Yo. I think that's yeah. safe to say, but... Not not many better players you've come up against. Oh, um, not many at all. Well, he's been best 13 in the world for what? Three seasons three. now? Yeah. Um, which is amazing because before that, like he was just a solid edge, wasn't he? Who would get Yeah. He would I remember hearing uh I think it was the armchair. I think they're the same podcast. age as well. I think it is. I think they are. Um I remember listening to the same the age, and you look at them. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Carry no, on. Sorry. Uh, I, I remember listening to the Armchair Champions podcast in <laughs> 2019. There was an interview with um someone from Penrith. I can't remember who it was. And they referred to Isaiah Yo as a fast back rower, but a slow center, but can do both. And really? Like, wow, the way the perception of him has changed since then to now the best ball-playing lock in the world um, who has helped bring back that role of the ball-playing lock. Because, you know, there was He's, a bit of a... He reminds that... me so much of Paul Schoolthorpe. Yeah, yeah. So much of his game. But obviously he's bigger than Paul Schoolthorpe. He's pretty wide as a mountain. It's like... Yeah, he reminds me so much of him and the way he plays, his ball carrying and, and, and his offload game, his ball carrying skills. He's got yeah passing range that's unbelievable for a man of his size. Yeah. It's very much like Tom Alolo sort of levels of you know how how they play the game. Yeah, um, you'd say a more a slightly more physical lock. Um Yeah. But still, with that skill, it's not like you're throwing a prop in there. Mm-hmm. Which is what teams sort exactly. of did for a few years in order to sort of like have oh. their own Tamalolo, but it doesn't work. Yeah, but yeah, but it's what 
Yeah, but it's what it's what English sides are still doing. That's the problem with Super League. Yeah. There's a lot of English sides that just stick a prop at 13 and go, yeah, off you go. They don't realise that there's a lot more to it. They see a Tino Malawi and he's like, oh, he was a prop forward. Yeah, he is a prop forward, but he knows how to play loose. With the hands it's not like he's, yeah. It's not like he's just gone, you know. Yeah, it, uh, it's unbelievable how naive a lot of... Daryl Powell... Perfect example. He would bought Josh Maguire to play loose forward. Um, Josh <laughs> Maguire's been a prop for how many years? And he's like, oh well, he he played he played it about ten years ago, so he can come over Super League and play in. It. It's like, no, yeah, no, oh. not at all. Use it, and anyway, he's banned for seven games anyway. So, season's yeah, not happened? even started, and he's. I heard that so there was a. I heard there was a, terrific, uh, a horrific tackle he did. No, it wasn't. It was. Um, he, I got. Let me. Oh, the statement said it was for contrary behavior, which was, um, he basically used foul and abusive language. Oh. And apparently, it was something about disabilities. He said to Jesus Christ. Oh my God. Yeah. So basically, he's called him a bad word about disabled people. Yeah. So he's yeah. been banned for seven games and fined a thousand pounds, and a moan. <laughs> A moan from Lee, a moaning. Wow, was it? I can't remember who it was. The prop forward. He got. He what got it? off. He got charged with the same thing, but he got found not guilty. So he mustn't have said anything that's bad. But yeah, it's like a lot of English sides do it. Yeah, they buy they buy prop forwards and play them at thirteen and expect them to do magic. And it's like, come on, you, you've got to sort of learn that that isn't how we do it. Like transition a hooker to Luke, Luke loose forward. Yeah. Um like we did with Morgan Knowles. Morgan Knowles played all of his youth career at Hooker. Yeah. Um and now he's the best 13 in the Super League competition without a shadow of a doubt. Um and yeah, so do that. You know what I mean? But don't yeah, just you'll stick get... a prop there and hope for the best. That's like you'll us get... sticking Matty Lee's at 13 and going, go on. Yeah. He's not got yeah. ball carrying skills. <laughs> he's he's a out and out prop forward. He runs as hard as he can. He breaks the line when he can and he can get an offload out. That's about it. If you're it's all if you need lock, for a prop forward. If your like if your lock has a head like a smashed crab, then they shouldn't be playing lock. <laughs> They're a prop for a reason. <laughs> if, yeah. If they've got a cauliflower ear, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a problem. So it's like it's like that though, and it's like, come on. Use common sense. Like your lock is there to um bring one side to the other. He's the middleman. He's yeah. the one that your halfbacks utilize in order to not only get you up the field, but in able to interlink the plays from one side yeah. to the other. So he's got to have good ball carrying skills. He's got to have good ball handling skills. Can have a bit of size on him. That's perfect. But come on, don't just stick anyone there. So, like, Isaiah Yo and Morgan Knowles are two complete different physiques and two completely different styles to lose forward, but in their own ways, they are very, very good at what they do. So it'll be very interesting to see the two contrasting styles. Yeah. Very interesting. I have a little quote about Jack Wellsby from Corey Parker. He said he oh. moves he moves similar to James Tedesco. 
Now, I actually compare him a bit more to Cameron Munster, but I was wondering what really? you have to think about Wells. Oh, just because I think I think he's more skillful and more tactical than Tedesco. Um, but he's probably got that same rapid pace, I guess, that Teddy has, doesn't he? See, what I find amazing about Jack Wellsby is he's been in or around the first team since 16 years of age. Yeah. Now, in that time, he's what? Well, he's 21 now. So 2018, he was under the guise of Ben Barber, Man of Steel winning season. So he'd have learned a little bit from him. And then he had a couple of years with Lachlan Coote. And he's also had, well, he's now head coach, but his coach of Paul Wellens, who is arguably the greatest fullback of the Super League era. And I feel like there's a lot of every, I think you can see every single fullback that he's worked under in his game. Um, I think he's the most natural English talent that I've ever seen um, from a ball handle, uh, from a ball, um, what's the term? Ball like, playing? The, way, the way he moves with the ball, ball playing skills, yeah. Just simple, yeah. the way he is. He's, he can see things not a lot of players can see in sort of similar to what you say, like Cam Munster, Benji Marshall yeah. sort of thing. He's very much off the cuff. I mean, there's a, there's a thing that, Christian Wolf said that is famous around Saints quarters and it was he went to Jack he went listen I care what you do in attack just play how you see it as long as your defence is good he went I don't care he trusts him that much when he was our coach to do the right thing in attack to chance his arm to do things like he is without a doubt one of the greatest English talents we will ever produce, and he's 21 years of age. Yeah. I I, I think people lose that, especially over here, that he is 21, and he's won four Super Leagues. Jesus Christ. He's got, well, yeah. he's got, he's won three grand finals, but four Super League rings, and it's like, it's amazing the, the, the sort of talent he is. And... He's he's at that point in his career where he can stay at Saints, he can win everything, he can live with his family, he can earn good money at Saints when he's on a marquee deal, or he can chance his arm and go to the NRL now or in the next couple of years and potentially become one of the greatest exports we've ever had and maybe one of the greatest ever NRL players. He is... That's good of a player. And again, there might be people listening going, they didn't see much at the World Cup. You've got to remember he was playing six at the World Cup because of Sam Tompkins. He is a fullback. You give him that time on the ball, he will punish you. He will find ways to manipulate our attack, to find gaps. It doesn't matter what defence you have. That's why Penrith, with the smothering defence... I know we'll target him. So that's where the likes of your Johnny Lomaxes, your Lewis Dodds have to step up to the plate. They have to create that threat because if Penrith try and target Jack Wellsby, but we just pass the ball off to Dodd and he creates something, that's where 
things can be punished, especially with Penrith because they really focus on them individual players. Like you look at um the grand the the grand final for instance, and they really targeted Mitch Moses. Like it was, he didn't have a chance to do anything in attack, and it was like, if they do that with Jack Wellsby, the others have to step up to the plate because he can't just carry us. You 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 try and have a one man team against Penrith, and you will lose. It's simple. Yeah. And I think you're right as well in that he's a fullback because five eight like. You know, it's and obviously it's a ball. very well, and obviously it's a very attacking position. Of course, um, there's no way you can argue yeah. that five eight's a defensive position, but you kind of a bit more shackled, especially in modern rugby league, by your like organizational duties at five eight. Um, the way that teams yeah. still sort of play a bit of half on the left, half on the right. And yeah. at fullback, he just he has sort of free reign to pop up where he's needed. Um, Very much so. A bit similar to a lock, um, but just, you know, in a very smaller and faster frame. Um, and he, I know that you were saying that you think James Roby is the key. I think he still needs, like, a Jack Wellsby to, oh, like... absolutely. Yeah, yeah, do his thing, you know, because yeah, Roby will be the one starting it, but Wellsby will be the one finishing it. Um, yeah. If St. Helens are going to um, get anything out of this game. Um, and I think you're right in that he could definitely move to the NRL in the next sort of, like, two years or whatever. Or he I could... think he can move now and thrive. Yeah, yeah. No, that's what I mean is that I think he's got like maybe two more years before sort of like Yeah. He might it might be a bit too far for him. Do you know what I mean? Um yeah. because I think you look at players like when Sam Tompkins did move out, maybe he should have moved about a year before See, or something. I I hate this comparison. <laughs> People compare Jack Wellsby to Sam Tompkins. Now, Sam Tompkins was electric in Super League. He is easily... His Man of Steel winning season at, what, 21? Was yeah. unbelievable as an individual player because that's what Sam Tompkins was. He was an individual player. He was the best player in a bad team. Well, all right team. Bad team's a bit harsh, but he was he was easily the best player of that side, whereas Jack Wellsby is so much a team player. Like if he's got the opportunity to score, but someone outside him has an easier opportunity to score, he will pass that ball. Whereas Sam Tompkins yeah. at that age would go for the line himself and you know, two, three times out of ten wouldn't score that try, whereas someone else would. He is not only that, he is bigger than Sam Tonkins. Sam Tonkins is tiny in comparison to Jack Wellsby. And that is the biggest difference, in my opinion, because if he goes to the NRL, like Sam Tonkins did, Sam Tonkins couldn't hold up because his body wasn't big enough. Jack mm. Wellsby is big enough. 
he's got not only the height but the build to be a first class fullback in the NRL. That's I think that's why I hate that comparison. I think um perhaps as well, looking at his performance in um his performances against Samoa, where he was very good in both games, um, didn't he like he got injured in the second one as well and kept playing, didn't he? Um, yeah, he broke his wrist. That's what it was, yeah. Um, you can sort of see that he can match it with the the physicality of yeah. those NRL defences because that Samoan team, aside from um, uh, two players, I forget who they were, um, Lafayette and was it Liggy Sauer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Aside from Liga those style, two, yeah, yeah. it's it was yeah. an NRL team. Jesus, and it was probably just reminded a top... me of that try. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it was that like that Samoan <laughs> team would probably be a top four NRL team. And yeah, um, well, it was I half mean, the Panthers team, half half the Panthers team, <laughs> some para players, some Roosters players, like, um, and you know, he more than held his own against them. In fact, I'd say he excelled against them. Yeah. Um. And that was those were the games where Sam Tompkins didn't shine as well. Um, yeah, where he, yeah. he proved think, that he's yeah. a myth. Well, like I said um, in our podcast, <laughs> yeah, he, had, he, had, he was playing nine and one. That's the difference. We had a good, um, we had a good Sam Tompkins <laughs> so, rant in that. Um, yeah, that <laughs> oh yeah, we did, didn't we? Yeah, I just remembered about that one as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jack Wellsby's. Yeah, he can hold his own. That's the main thing. And I think and I think this will be him being in the shop window. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um he's gonna be going up against another pretty handy player in number one for Penrith, um Stephen Crichton. Who wait, the number one for Bulldogs, isn't he? Oh no, well, that's I mean, yeah. That's right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, the next, the next we, we, challenge. Only, only um, got him for one more year. <laughs> he, he is one of the most talented players I've ever seen play for Penrith. Easily. Right. One thing is, I've never you know been what? that convinced by him at fullback, though. Really? I just, just the, I don't think his efforts at fullback. Are there in the same way that Dylan Edwards's are, and I just think that yeah, the way we play is more suited to a Dylan Edwards style fullback, and I think we lose yeah. a lot by not having him. That being said, yeah, a few weeks ago when there were rumours about Crichton leaving, I did tweet saying I'd lose Edwards to keep Crichton. Like, mm. that was more of a response to, um, I saw some idiots on Twitter did a poll saying, who would you rather keep? Which it's like... What, it idiots weird... on Twitter? Yeah, I know. <laughs> it was idiots a... on Twitter, really? I, I just discovered them. Um, it's a weird. It was a weird thing because it wasn't <laughs> as if we had to keep one and lose the other. Um, it was a weird poll to make, and I thought it was just a bit salty to Crichton, and I thought people were playing down how good Crichton is because he's a more talented player than Dylan Edwards. Yeah, that... that... Um, 
What I want to know is why they're using Twitter polls like the Harry Potter prophecy. One must live while the other survives. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> I, I, I don't get it. Um, <laughs> but, it's like, and so you know, and so I really? said in response to that, yeah, that I thought, um, I thought that I'd rather keep Critter than Edwards. Realistically, from a squad point of view and a salary cap point of view, yeah, you keep Edwards. Um, especially since, yeah, yeah I think yeah, we lose do. a lot from losing him at fullback. But I'm still firmly on the opinion that Stephen Crichton is the more talented player. And all it's yeah, going to yeah, take... Yeah, yeah, All it's going to take is one performance from him at, like, 90% at fullback where people will go, like, oh, wow, See, he, it's- he could be a top three fullback in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I know we didn't play fullback for um, for Samoa, but it's weird being on both ends of Stephen mm, Crichton. Mm. In a which case of following him in the NRL, seeing him win Penrith two grand finals with you know well the intercepts for against Rabbitohs, and then it was like the intercept in the semi final as well, and it was like. I've I've seen the uh, the amazing side as a good positive way, yeah, and I've seen the amazing <laughs> side as a really negative way <laughs> at the World Cup because obviously they sent England out with his yeah. performance, and it's like he always always steps up in the big games. I think he's one of the most clutch players I've ever seen. It's... Yeah, and especially someone who doesn't what wear the seven on their back. Yeah, and you forget how young he is. Oh, because yeah. I even forgot how young he was until when he kicked that drop goal at the World Cup, and it was like he's twenty-two. He's got two Grand Final mm. winners medals. He's got. I was like, "Hang on, yeah, he's only twenty-two. I was like, "What? What?" I was he, like, um... "I was. I couldn't believe it. Even though I knew it, I couldn't believe it when I seen it in writing." He was. Um. He was born like. 10 days after the Sydney Olympics finished. And yeah. Like, I yeah, remember cause... watching those. <laughs> it's weird, it's isn't like... it? Yeah. It's when, it's when, like... This is like when you discover that a FIFA song is on an older FIFA than when you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you oh. think, oh, that's on FIFA 12 and it's on FIFA 09, and you're like, what? This is like the same feeling that he's he's twenty two years of age. He's played in. A, he's got his team, a small nation team, to the World Cup final. He's won. He's been clutching two grand finals for Penrith. He's been clutching a semi final for Penrith. Sorry, prelim final. And it's like, it, what's what else is to come? And yeah. That's why I think him going the Bulldogs next year is so good for both the Bulldogs and the player. Because so do I. it's a new yeah. challenge for someone at 23 I at think, the time. I think it's good for them. They'll be playing too. fullback on Mega Money. Yeah. And yeah, I do as well, because they'll just have another youngster come in, slot in, and off you go. And then there's another one on the production line, another one to sell on or whatever, and another one to bring in and it, it, the cycle continues. It's very much like Saints, but for for Crichton himself, he's 
He's going, he's going to be playing in a new position in a team that's been struggling for years. He's part of the big rebuild project. And yeah. it's going to be an exciting time for both him and Bulldog supporters, even though the Bulldogs team is just basically Penrith 2020 at this point. Yeah, with Josh had a car added in. <laughs> it's, yeah. um which isn't it's... exactly a bad one, is it? No, no. What is it like seven of that team they'll have next year? Something like that, yeah. Something like seven of them, isn't it? Um, because they'll sign Leota, isn't it? Uh, Lenu. Or is that all um, just rumors? I, I think that's rumors. Uh, Lenu, yeah, 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 not Leota. Yeah, I, th- I think he's staying. Which I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm desperate for him to stay. Um, yeah, like it's. Yeah. I think it's a perfect opportunity for all parties and. It's going to be interesting because I think the fact that he is so close to all these players at Penrith still means he'll still have that motivation to keep going and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's why yeah, exactly. I'm... It's not like he'll just give up. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, just, I do think it's interesting that he's playing fullback because... Sunia Taruva, we saw in the World Cup for Fiji, is an excellent fullback. But yeah. I like that they're playing him at centre yeah. because that's where his future is in the team. Um, yeah. There will, always, there will always be people asking about whether it's time to move Edwards to maybe wing and then someone else no. to fullback. But I don't no. think that's the time for it at all. Um, I think if no, we were perhaps... But the time for that is when he's like 30 years of age yeah, and so I, th- I think if we start strug- if we were struggling to score points, you'd understand it maybe, but we're not. Um, because no. you could see Dylan Edwards being a world-class winger um, with his like body shape and like the way he takes on the line similar to wingers like Toto and stuff um, yeah. with his kick returns and that. But it works perfectly how we have it at the moment. Um, and so I'm very excited yeah. about that, about the makeup of this team. Um, well, that's, and, why, yeah. that's why I think it'll be exciting on Saturday seeing Brighton link up with them players because he's only yeah. done it on a handful of occasions. Yeah, exactly. He's back. never had a very um, solid run there. No, exactly. I think he's def- wasn't most he's had his three games there. Yeah, something like that. In a row, I mean. So, and that was when he had his headgear on. Yeah. So, that's all I remember was when he used to have, <laughs> he used to have one on his back. You saw his where his head. It was during his head guard spell. Yeah. Like last season when he played three on the bounce when Edwards was out. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see him and especially the matchup between him and Wellesby. That'll be some contest. It's kind of yeah. like when Suwalihi. And Wellsby were well, say against each other. Wellsby was playing at centre at that point, but and also um, it would be a Crichton won't be attempting to knee players in the head like Swilly. Um, yeah, those, that's true. Those long legs, very true. Because you know he needs to needs to protect himself. Yeah, with his long legs. <laughs> I missed what that a load time. Of rugby. <laughs> oh. That was so funny. <laughs> He did the it in the Roosters. World Cup, though, didn't he? And it was like... Yeah, oh, yeah, because it was Roosters fans having a meltdown over it. 
Ah, oh, it's weird, isn't it? The weird fan base, though, aren't they? Let's face it. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really looking forward to Saturday. The kickoff time's been moved, which is excellent for me because yeah, it's I land it's from what... Bangkok to Phuket at like. I'll only get to my resort at like 1 p.m. And like the kickoff was originally two. So I'm glad it's delayed an hour. It means nice, I can chill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm glad about And then it go too to the Ozgar. Yeah, nice. I'm glad too, because the temperature at kickoff was meant to be 38 degrees. But if I look at it now, yes, oh, it's that. not telling me. Um <laughs> it should be <laughs> Okay, I think it said yeah. 34 when I yeah before. Which is still just ridiculous, but it's a lot better. Um, especially cons yeah, especially considering when they've gone from like, you know, minus one to then yeah. go into Manly, which is like a bit of a sea breeze, to then Western Sydney. <laughs> yeah, like it's they've been at the well, the training at the New South Wales camp at the minute. Let's oh, see. in Homebush. Okay. Yeah, in Homebush. So oh, interesting. Yeah, that's where they were today. Well, it looks like it because that's what you know. They had all the New South Wales Blues murals on the yeah, walls. Yeah, in that the is gym, that. So I assume yeah. it is. Yeah, I walked yeah, past so it a few at home ago, and yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so see, yeah. So they're they're there. Yeah. So that's good. So well, I would have had gen- I would have had genuine concerns over player safety for both teams. For them to be playing in that, oh, at especially with the smaller benches, in Penrith, because like, yeah, yeah, there's no breeze as well. Penrith gets all like the humidity nothing. from Sydney because it's in a valley. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I know, and it's like it's mad. Yeah, and because it's near the river, it means that in in winter it's freezing, <laughs> in summer it's boiling. Yes, yeah, um, so it's never an easy place for anyone to visit. Um, do you have a prediction for the scoreline, or just the um, result, maybe? Uh, do you want do you want my positive prediction or I, my realistic I, prediction? Go, hit, you know, hit me with the realistic, but then the positive. We'll we'll finish on my the realistic parts. is my realistic is twenty six eight. Okay, so I don't think it's going to be massive because I do think Saints' defence will hold up quite well. Uh, my optimistic is it finishes 7-6. <laughs> Proper nice. defensive yeah. Yeah. conversions, <laughs> drop goals, shit-housey tactics. That's what I want. I want. I want Penrith to score one try, kick one goal, and Saints to do three conversions and a drop goal. That's what I want. That's my <laughs> ideal. Ideal win, a proper shit house win. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> Do you have See, a prediction? Yeah, I think it's gonna be, um, like thirty to twelve. I think the really, you think we'll score twelve? Yeah, I. I really rate your attack. I think that's two and, converted tries or three unconverted tries. Uh, two converted tries. I got a weird thing where so I, I, I always do sco- yeah. I always do scores based on conversions. I like to multiply them by six. Um, <laughs> it just looks better in my brain. <laughs> um, I can see, 
St. Helens scoring twice. Um, I've got a feeling if this game was played mid-year, it might only be one. But um, just with the fact that this Penrith team haven't quite played yet, I can see you getting over yeah. twice. Um, and I can see that I can see Penrith as soon as they get to an eighteen-point lead or three-try lead. I think they'll mm-hmm. believe their defense can hold them from there, and yeah. that that's that's where they might, you know, take the brakes off um, a bit. Yeah, and they will just try and defend their way from there, um, because as much as both teams will be quite desperate to win this, both of them have much bigger prizes. They to will go for also not want to lose it. Yeah. yeah. So you um, you feel like it'll be sort of football? They both don't want to lose it. I think so. Get them oh, I just think I think it's things. more about the coaches will want to the players to preserve themselves a little bit still. Oh um, right, okay. See, I I think that's the opposite with Saints because this is our biggest game of the year. Like the grand finals, yeah. not as big as this from an English perspective. Right. Like, yeah. It's. This is what I mean. Like Aussies, you guys have a complete different perspective to this World Cup challenge. This is our biggest game. Like it doesn't matter. You can field out all your kids. This is the biggest game of the season for us. Prize money, nothing. It's the the pride. It's the fact that we can go. Yeah, we went out there and beat the Aussies. It's like yeah, yeah. It's it's the Aussies England rivalry thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was speaking to like me um like the, uh it's like I was speaking to um a few of my Aussie mates and like she was like, Well, like you guys just make it a big thing. We're not really that bothered about it. And it's like, what? It's like you you mean the ashes mean nothing to you? <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not really that bothered. I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> the ashes are alive. We just been... no, the ashes are a big deal. Yeah, but um, no, but I mean, I mean, I mean, like, I mean, like, as a as a general sort of English Australia rivalry, like we bring it to every sport, mm. whereas they just bring it to cricket. Like, yeah, you guys yeah, just really I think... care about cricket. The rest of it's like, yeah, whatever. And yeah, this is like it with the World Cup challenge. This is it. I don't know whether it goes back to colonialism. But you know that's another story. <laughs> I think I think there is a bit of that, but yeah, that's a completely other story. Probably um, is. Um, <laughs> we're, we're a rugby league podcast, not a history debate. Yeah, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's you're right. I guess that they're about the extra incentive for the English, but I think I'm not sure how much the players will really care about this. But as a Penrith supporter. I'm desperate for us to win one because we've never won a World Club challenge. Never won one. Yeah. Yeah, it's the one thing we haven't won. Two. 2004, we got pumped. No, 2004. 2004, you got beat by Bradford, which to be fair, that Bradford side was uh, fucking bought massively. Like, it was unbelievable. Yes, Sinaris, Shantae and Arpy, Leslie Varnacolo. Like, you just. I um some I, players I, in that team. I hated Bradford because of that. Um, <laughs> I I used to um, <laughs> I used to I used to go on um the rugby league two video game and I would always play Penrith first Bradford oh, just so yeah. I could beat Bradford. 
What a game that was. Oh, yeah. That was unbelievable. I, um, I loved it when I made that uh, Unlock the Beach. Yes. Field. Yes. Just play every game on the oh, Amazing. <laughs> Today, to quote Rugby League 2, it's David versus Goliath. Because that is yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> classic. That um, was a, awesome. my favorite Andrew Rossi quote on that. <laughs> yeah, it's David versus Goliath. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, but, so... yeah. Bradford, they were they were some team. That that was the only one that you've had in your lifetime by this, isn't it? Because yeah, obviously cause last 91. year didn't get played. Yeah, um, and ninety one was six years before I was born. Um, yeah. And five before me, so they got pumped at, at Anfield, actually. Um, yeah, they did, but that was when it was played like a week. That would have been a good one, to go to. <laughs> yeah, it would have been great for me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, but that's that's the way it, that's the way it should be, though. Yeah, because like you look at this year, we've got a completely different coach. Yeah, Myth have lost the best players, well, some yeah. of the best players. It's like I feel like, uh it would be better at the end of the season, but it's all I think it was even more. The reason they changed it was for the international calendar. And yeah. then the international calendar has been ignored anyway, so you may as well just exactly. go back to it. <laughs> um, I'd like it to be like that, but I'm, I reckon we get a lot of Aussies uh, pulling out with injuries. Yeah, um, probably. Because apparently... Oh, they like, never do that though, do they? No, no, they don't do it for anything, no. <laughs> um yeah, I reckon I reckon you'd get that standard thing where at least as at least when it's a trial, they kinda have to put the players in because they need to get match fitness. Yeah, yeah. But it's just a shame. I um, I quite like I was listening to the um Fergo and the Freak podcast last week. Yeah. I listened to it today and they actually suggested a really good idea and it was yeah. To play the World Club Challenge at Magic Round in Australia, that because be there's cool. an odd number of teams. Yeah, and I was like, "That's brilliant!" Because not only does it get like everyone playing at Magic Round, it gets the English fans involved. They can come over, watch the full Magic Round. That creates more revenue streams for the NRL. It is also makes it more commercial because you've got an international tournament taking place at the same time. You can link it in all sorts. And it was like, it actually makes sense for it to happen yeah, that's, at that period. That's Especially really now there's idea. 17 teams in. <laughs> yeah, I was, is, I was yeah. listening to it going, why has no one thought of this? <laughs> Although it is funny that Newcastle have been excluded from Magic Round. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was between them and the dragons, let's face it. Yeah, well the dragons are missing <laughs> round one, so Oh yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Um, so they, it really was between those stats. two, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah. That's awful. But yeah, so Going to be an interesting game Saturday, and I'm looking forward to it. I'll be in Thailand, having a nice beer in an Australian bar. So, I'll be nice, there in my Ollie. full Saints kit. I'll be my uh, full kit wanker. It. I'll be unfortunately sitting in the sun at Penrith, um, but that means oh, for my mate, own. Don't worry, I'm jealous. 
for my own safety, I better I better have a few beers as well then. Um, you know, just from a hydration standpoint. Oh yeah, you've got to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to, got to keep refreshed. Yeah. Or or you'll you know, don't want to get sunstroke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be fun. All my mates are out there. Oh, oh that was another thing. But he Penriffer um putting all the non-playing squad they're all going to the panthers in the they've set up a room for saints fans apparently ah. like before the game and all non-playing members of the squad so i was like that to my mates i was like the fact that you're gonna see liam mine yeah Son luke and uh <laughs> and all them in the i was like i was fuming when i said they weren't playing scott Sorensen. i was like oh i was like why am i in thailand <laughs> <laughs> I want to be there. Yeah, ah, that's all right. Next year. Ne- yeah, next year. Knowing my luck, though, when I am in Australia next year, it'll, it'll be moved. played in St. Helens. Yeah, yeah, I'll rotate. <laughs> no, yeah. they'll be playing it in St. Helens. There'll be yeah. no, no doubt about that. Absolutely <laughs> no doubt at all. That's a good point. I'll be over there. I'll be I'll be living in Queensland, and then next thing, it'll be like, ah, oh, yeah, Saints and Penrith have won again. Where's it being played? Totally Wicked Stadium, St. Helens. Right, flight home. <laughs> I am all my dad. <laughs> Haven't seen you I'm in a back. while. <laughs> it's only been four weeks, I know. <laughs> so, that'll be fun. John, do the outro on another. Um, or, oh, I reckon we could squeeze it in. Five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon we can fit it. Sweet. All right. Well, thank you for listening to a new episode for a new season of the Big Cat Chat podcast. I have been Jack Martin, and thank you for joining me, Johnny. John, what do you prefer? Uh, either or, mate. I'm not really bothered. Yeah. Okay. Call well, me Johnny. It's my Twitter name. Well, yeah, if you want to get some, some fantastic rugby league uh, controversial takes, Follow him at John Lou L E W thirteen on Twitter. Uh, where else can we yep. find you, mate? You want to give your podcast a plug? Yeah, you can find me. Um, I haven't done a podcast in a good couple of months. I think my last one was actually with you it in is, November. Yeah, but right I am going to do a new series, a new series for um for the upcoming season of both Super League and the NRL. It is the Ramblings of a Saint podcast. You can find me on. Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, my Twitter is at Rambling Saint Seven. So yeah, they are they are where you can find me. And yeah, yeah and you can you can find me for a for a for a ramble, a bit of chit chat. Yeah, yeah, for a good ramble, <laughs> just like this podcast has been. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you can find Big Cat Chat on Instagram at Big Cat Chat. And on Twitter at Big Cat Chat Pod, where you might find us uh, making up fake rumors about players signing for Penrith. Um, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not too many more of them. That was amazing. Um, yeah, uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, just quickly, if anybody is actually sending abuse to this person about it, please don't. Um, it's all a bit of fun. Um, yeah. Uh, let's keep it yeah, all positive. Don't be a knob. Yeah, they took it well. Um, I'm sure as everyone saw um, but 
yeah, it's all a bit of fun and let's continue it. I hope everyone's yeah. looking forward to a positive 2023 season where Penrith and St. Helens are both going to win their respective competitions again. Mm. Hopefully and... so. I've got 50 quid on it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> so when they win, John's shouting beers. Yeah, every year about them, apart from last year. So, oh, you know, that was the only year I didn't back him. Although 2020, I was fuming because I backed him for 20 quid to win it, and Penrith flapped it, and they were 80 to one that year. Oh, so it would geez, have been it yeah. would have been a solid two and a half grand or four grand or something like that, and I picked up. Don't think you'll be getting really those again. For that. <laughs> yeah, never again. No, <laughs> that was because of diabolical 2019 season. Yeah, that was exactly. awful that season. <laughs> 80 to one, and Saints were three to one. So I was like, boom, oh. 200 nod to one. Yeah, 20 quid on it. Yeah, still kills me. It's <laughs> all right. Penrith will make it up to you by bringing home a World Club Challenge trophy. Oh, <laughs> oh, don't make me not like you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right. thank you soon. very much for coming on, mate. It's been a pleasure having right. you. See you soon, Jack. Thanks, guys. Thank yeah, you for listening, pleasure, everyone. Man. And we'll chat to you all later. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.